Hey friends, welcome to Hashtag Licensed, where you'll learn all the information you need to pass your licensure exam. Today, we're going to be talking about social constructionism, um, and I'm going to be asking tons and tons of questions, so make sure that you are listening super closely so that you can answer them and apply them to your own life, to your own practice, and to the licensure exam. Okay, so here we go. Social constructionism. What is it? Can I even say it? I don't know. What do you think social constructionism is? Make sure I'm saying this right. Okay, now that you have your own idea of what social constructionism is, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. Social constructionism is how a person views themselves and what is going on in their lives. I like to think of social constructionism like um, main character syndrome. We all do it. We all, this is my example of me walking down the street. We all walk down the street with our handbags and our nice fancy shoes and our hair all divvied up. And we're walking downtown in a big city, and we say, wow, I'm going to my first job interview, and I feel like a freaking adult. Whoop. You know, the, the hot Louisiana air is blowing on me, blowing my hair back, making me look all beautiful, and I'm strutting my stuff down that sidewalk, trying to get to the giant tall building so that I can get to my interview. You know, main character syndrome. So... These life experiences shape the way that we process and view the world. What kind of life experiences have shaped your world? What kind of life experiences are shaping your clients' worlds? Are they religious? Are they political? Are they from the South or are they from the North? What state are you practicing in? What city are you practicing in? How does the culture of that city impact the people who live in it? How about childhood? Is your client from a good, stable childhood? Or did they come from one with tons of instability and trauma and hardship? What socioeconomic group are you, are you working with? Are you working with people of upper class? Are you working with people of middle class? Are you working with people from lower class? All of this shapes people's world, world views. Not only do our life experiences shape our worldview, but also our social exchanges. Think about a room. Okay, no, sorry. Rephrase this question. I need you to think about a place that when you walk into it, it is always silent. Every time you walk in, it's pretty much like 98% of the time you're going to walk into this place dead silent. I want you to think of three places. Go ahead. Okay. The three places I thought of, let's see if we're on the same wavelength here, has our... Uh, has our social exchanges lined up a bank always quiet 
never fails. A library, unless there's kids there. Or a doctor's office. Again, unless there's kids there. I think kids are just an outlier. They always throw a wrench in everybody's plans, right? <laughs> that was a joke. So, um, I mentioned in my trailer that I like to get to know a little bit about um, the people that are influencing my life. So, this is right in line with how social exchanges can influence someone's worldview or the way that they construct their um, opinions about the world. If you are listening to someone's podcast over and over and over again, and they're consistently pushing their ideas and their values into what they're saying, because inevitably they are, it's called bias. Everyone has it. So they're pushing this into your, into your mind as you're listening to it. Is this something that you agree with? Is this something that you understand? You know, so things like that can also um, shape your worldview. Another thing that is really important in the social constructionism um, idea is cultural identity and social position. Where does your client see themselves? Are they someone who's depressed and is consistently thinking about how they just need to be better? And if they could just be better, they would be able to get a leg up in the world. Or does your client have a personality disorder? Do they think that they are the best person in the entire world and no one in the world can beat them? You know? What about people who are in minorities? You know, people in minorities are constantly told that they are less than this other thing. That they need to work harder than this other person, this other group this other faction women are constantly told that they are supposed to be home workers you know so what social position is your client in super important when you're thinking about the way that they have constructed their worldview um the last kind of like term that we're going to talk about is oh i don't know if i can say this Hegemony is what we're going to call it. Hegemony. H-E-G-E-M-O-N-Y. Whatever you, however you want to say that, I'm going to say it hegemony. So these are norms held over large groups. So remember the quiet bank. Everybody knows that when you walk in a bank, you're just quiet. Or at least in the South. Whenever you walk into a bank, you're quiet. If you see an elderly person coming behind you, you hold the door for them. You know, simple things like that. Um, Also minorities, you know, a lot of minorities are told that they have a lack of power. You know, they're discriminated against in social contexts. So um, remember, hegemony, hegemony, okay? I'm going to say it again, hegemony. One more time, hegemony. What is hegemony? Norms held over a large group. All right, now to my favorite part of the the section application how can i put this into use as a clinician so um a lot of your clients are going to come in dealing with a lot of internalization of de 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 devaluating 
ideas, beliefs, whatever, however you want to say that. They're going to come in with a lot of self-thought that is so negative and it's pushing them down deep, 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 deep into this dark pit. So what can you do about that? How can you reframe their worldview? Remind them of truths. Remind them that each person has worth just as they are. Remind people that they are allowed to be different and should celebrate their differences. Another thing that we can do is something that we can do in any situation is lobby for change. If you're a lobbyer, go ahead and do that. There's many different ways that you can lobby for change. If you are in politics, you can, that's a super easy way. Um, it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. Definitely not easy. But you're already in a position where you can lobby for change. Um, you can also write letters or just remind people that they are capable and um, able to feel worthy. So, as just to wrap it up, your reminder for the test. What can you take away from this little episode, dude? Social constructionism is like main character syndrome. Everybody views their their life in their own way. Everybody views um, the way that people talk to them, the way that people understand them. Everybody takes in different aspects of culture and puts it together in one thing in their mind. Social constructionism is like main character syndrome. Say it with me. Social constructionism is like main character syndrome. Hegemony. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you guys have been able to take something away from this um, episode. Stay tuned for more episodes, and remember, if you have any questions, you can email me at uh, licensedpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's licensedpodcast at gmail.com. Hope y'all have a great day. Bye.